This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. We got we know you've been wondering what we've been watching. Uh, and so we've found a new way to tell you about it on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, now it's time for Hear What We're Watching Live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, Here's What We're, we're Watching Live. live. Yeah. What are we watching live? Dang Welcome it. to the clubhouse, Kim. <laughs> we should call it something different. It shouldn't be the clubhouse. The tub house? The, yes. We're all the in the tub. House. Literally, the, we talk about TV in a tub. We try not to get too close to the TV when we're in the tub because you don't want the TV to fall oh, yeah. in the situation. tub. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll all die. I thought about yeah. the weird tool shed. Okay. Okay. Like that. that works too. How about a tub in a weird tool shed? So this segment has nothing to do with tubs or sheds. It has everything to do with the stuff we're watching. You know, this happens regularly. We watch stuff, but we don't have a place to really talk about it. Well, this is our place. So there are a couple things. The the tub. That we've been watching. The tub house. house. (laughs) And uh, we're just sitting here kicking back with some Epsom salts. I watched a show last night. It literally made me laugh out loud alone, which to me is always the sign of something worth watching. And it was a friend who who um, gave me the suggestion. He was like, I want you to watch this and see what you think, because I have a hard. Uh, he's like, I'm a few episodes in and I haven't I can't figure out what it is about the show, whether I really like it or it's just so absurd that I can't stop laughing at it. It's called Pen 15. And if you spelled out Pen <laughs> Write 15, it, down. <laughs> it would look like penis. OK. That word. Woo! Yeah. Penis. He said it. Pen fifteen, and uh, it's on the Hulu's. Okay, so you got to have the Hulu's. Um, have you heard anything about this show? Not until you told me about okay. it, and then I was googling around about it, and I feel like I need to watch this show. So he's like, I don't. He's like, it's like Stranger or uh, Strangers with Candy, but not really. It's like middle school, but there's these two girls, but they're not in middle school, but they're adults, but they're in middle school, and I was like. Okay, did they like go back to middle school like Jerry, you know, Jerry Jewel on yep. uh, Strangers, Strangers with, Candy. with Candy? Here's It the thing. also sort of, the way you described it also sort of reminded me of Napoleon Dynamite in the sense that you can't really tell what you're watching. Like you don't quite understand so, the context of it. You meet these two girls played by comics Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle. They they essentially play versions of themselves as teenage outcasts in the year 2000. So it's like them when they were teenagers, like seventh graders. It starts with them going into seventh grade. It starts with them as seventh graders 
but they're actually 30 something year old women. They're playing themselves, but they're playing themselves. Everyone else, though, is a middle schooler. Yeah. So the people that are surrounding them, because they look young, I will say they look like they could maybe be in like, like freshman in high school or something, because they look young, the Uh way they're styled and everything. But when you see who they're like acting with, you're like, oh my God, this is hilarious. So they're just sort of besties. And it's just their lives as, you know, the first day of of seventh grade. And like literally they just say and do things that will make you laugh out loud because one, I think you'll relate. But two, because they're old people playing young people, they can do and say things that it would not be appropriate to watch young Young people people doing and saying. But things that you and I did the first time we smoked, the first time we maybe touched something. The first time, uh, you know, we made out with with people. Yeah. Like all of those things are able to do in a very uncomfortable way uh, that will make you laugh and totally relate, I think. That is I, I that's what fascinated me about this, because you're right. One of the I think I don't I, won't, I don't want to say issues, but one of the things I think that's difficult of, about watching things from that period or era that junior high age is that it is awkward watching young people play something that may have happened to you. It's like they go far, but not all the way far. Like it actually happened to you and you can't relate to it. Also, there is something about the perspective of adulthood on those moments as you lived them. And just how absurd you were, but you can totally feel it. You're like, Oh my God, every day was that intense. Every day was like, we are not going to make it through the next year because this stuff is not real. And it there's also some very relatable things and some very deep things, but it's presented again because of the twist. It's just presented in a way that's just super funny and um, endearing. And you, you just want to keep watching more. So did you, so your friend who mm-hmm. recommended it to you couldn't figure out like he, he, I mean, I think he loves it too, yeah. but he was like, I'm not sure why yeah. and it's kind of dumb. Did but... you have that feeling or were you like, no, I'm all in? Yeah, no, I mean, I felt that like sort of, uh, again, I'm all in in the sense that mm-hmm. I want to keep watching, but I'm like, this is weird. Like there's nothing really going on other than it, it, it it's not just the writing. Like there's some funny writing, but it's just that they're so sincere yeah. in playing those roles that's awesome. That is, you know, that's really endearing. And it just made me, you know, want to watch them do their thing more. I so, love it. Again, that's called, if you're just joining us, Pen15, P-E-N-1-5. It's on the Hulu. And I think the first season is now streaming. It was just uh, released, I think, last week. I love it. Okay, so uh, here's what I'm watching. We are uh, telling, this is our new segment, Hear What We're Watching Live. Uh, we're in the, Hear what we're watching We're in the tub live. house. And... Um, Right? Is that where yeah, we are? We're in the we'll tub figure house. it out. We're in the tub house. Um, so I am still sort of on like a documentary kick for a couple reasons. One of them being I never, I don't have like a good routine, a good TV routine lately. So I'm never sure when I'm going to get back to an episode of something if I start like a new series and I don't want to get too excited about something, not knowing when I can get back to it. Yeah. So I've just been watching like one off documentaries lately. And so I stumbled upon this one. I was going to watch Russian Dolls, which I know Holly's been watching. But um, I right next to it on my Netflix queue was this documentary called I Dream of Dance. Okay. And it's from 2018. People should know this. You are a certified dance professional. No, I'm a former dancer that wanted to be a professional dancer and touched it for like three seconds. Ooh, hey. I know. You touched Uh, what? 
dance. So uh, I, I Dream of Dance is a documentary about Denise Walls. And you might not know who Denise Walls is if I just say her name. Yeah. But, I, and it's Wall, just one Wall, not a number of Walls. Denise Wall. She is the mother of Travis Wall. Now, Does that name ring any bells for you at all? No. Okay. He is an Emmy award winning choreographer and he got his start on or he got his start in television on So You Think You Can Dance. Oh. And then he did, uh, he started doing a lot of choreography for that show and he built a name for himself wider in a wider audience. And the thing about dance is like you either are, if you're a dancer, you might know a little bit about dance and what's hot in dance at any given time. But outside of that community, like you have to rely on shows like So You Think You Can Dance. That show did something for dance in a way that dance never had its like spotlight in this way. And so so that's who this is about. And it's really about kind of how she built her her studio and her um, empire. And she struggled with um, breast cancer and she was a single mom of three and just kind of what her life looked like and how she how she teaches and a number of the different studios that she's teaching or number of different students she's teaching as they go through the national competition circuit and how they kind of progress in huh. dance. And it is it's just an interesting it's just an interesting documentary yeah. to watch especially if you are somebody who's loved watching shows like So You Think You Can Dance or even if you liked aspects of dance moms you won't get the mom part but you'll get the competition angle you'll see a a lot about what goes into those competitions and what those elite dancers look like it's amazing and it's on netflix that's on netflix how long is it it's like two and a half hours that's oh wow actually no yeah about two and a half hours hours. that's significant yeah it is it's it's not it's not short um, but it is, it was, it's totally, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm not, right. I'm not all the, way, all the way through yet, but. Okay. Awesome. That yeah. again was called. I dream of dance. I dream of dance on Netflix. Yes. And, and Bradley was watching. P-E-N-1-5, Pen15 on the Hulu. And Holly, really quickly, did you want to throw in a plug for Russian Doll? Oh yeah. Go watch Russian Doll on Netflix. Stars Latasha Leone, and it's Groundhog Day-esque, but it ends there. So this is about a story of a woman who. Uh, is celebrating her 36th birthday. She dies, but then she comes back alive. The same time, the same place, at that very moment in the birthday party. It's great. Go watch it. Netflix, eight episodes. All right. right. Awesome. So you guys got stuff to watch. And we'll tell you more about what else we think you should be watching at a different time. (laughs) But now, when we come back, uh, we got to, I don't want to say dig in, but we got to talk about Ryan Adams. Okay. He's ishy. Not Brian. Not Brian Adams. Not the Canadian. Ryan Adams. Um, He's nasty. And we're going to talk about him after this on My Talk 107. Everybody now. Here we go. You would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Here we are just licking each other's noses like friends do. No, that's what friends do. That's what friends do. Chunky. Okay. On the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer and... We got to talk about this New York Times piece that just came out about Ryan Adams, the singer-songwriter, 
Um, 44 years old, and uh, this article really centers around a number of different allegations brought forth by women who are now uh, older, but but say that Ryan Adams uh, attempted and in, in, in some ways was successful at having some version of a sexual relationship with them when they were underage. Ugh, yeah, so it's, it's really nasty. Uh, it starts with the story of a girl who goes by the name Ava, uh, who was 14 at the time. When Ryan Adams, uh, she was a fan of his, he first made contact with her. She tells the story of like over a few year period of the two of them exchanging texts that would become increasingly more sexual in nature, uh, sometimes would give way to Skype conversations where they would have uh, some sort of sexual back and forth yep. over Skype. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, she turned over all of the text messages to the New York Times and you can read in the article about the things that he was asking her to do at a young age, including but not limited to um, telling her to convince him that she was of age, maybe seeming like he understood that what he was doing was not right. Okay. Uh, So what now? How do you do that? He was saying to her, tell me that you're 18 and convince me of it. Knowing that she wasn't. Knowing that of course she wasn't at the time she was like 14, 15. 16 um he would tell her sexually what he wanted her to do uh while he was texting back and forth with her uh and he made he made it very clear that he was concerned about what would happen if her mother knew that they were texting he made reference at one point to people thinking he was like r kelly lol which I don't think is funny, Ew. right? Now, that's just Ava's point of view. Then the story goes on to talk about other women uh, who he had um, had some sort of collaborative relationship with, where maybe they direct messaged him over Twitter. Um, they were musicians, and he said, yeah, let's collaborate on something. But then quickly, that messaging turned sexual in nature, and that's when they soured on him. And he punished them as a result or maybe took away that promise to help them with their career or to collaborate with them. Again, painting a picture of somebody who is using his power uh, and celebrity as a way of baiting (sighs) women to be part of this, you know, sexual fantasy. What would be refreshing? What? (laughs) For this to to never happen in the first place. but. To see perhaps somebody like this individual take ownership. Like if you're, that's the thing is it's always like men in positions of power, right? Now, it's not to say that men who don't occupy positions of power. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Howard can't do this kind of behavior, but in terms of what we're dealing with, generally speaking, it's men in positions of power, whether that's in the acting uh, business in Hollywood um, or in big business, you know, with um, somebody like all of them, Mm -hmm. the ones that we've talked about, meaning like... um, and yet, they're in such positions of power, and they're taking advantage of people who have no power, and then when they're called on it, in many ways, they they still don't... T- I know this sounds obvious, and I'm right. just stating the obvious, but I think it bears stating because it's just so absurd that nobody takes ownership of their behavior. Nobody says... You know, you might get like, and in this case, I think he did say things like, I've hurt people in the past, and I've done things that I'm sorry for, but... I this is being mischaracterized and blah blah blue. Instead of like like I guess you're just never gonna see one of these guys be like, Yep, did it, thought I'd get away with it, totally didn't, took full advantage, and I'm a D bag and I really uh, you know, should get help, but I probably still would wanna do it. Or like, we thought we saw that with Louis C.K. Remember, his apology sort of had that tone to it. Until he and then got... two months later, he's <laughs> making jokes about it, and it's not funny. Yeah, well, you, in, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I will say my one takeaway from this article about Ryan Adams, uh, he was married to Mandy Moore, and I think she has had every opportunity to be very upfront and honest about what a horrible, horrible person he was, and she never has done that until now when there's more to kind of prop it up, and I just think she's a class act. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, look, more D-bags. Yay! Celebrities behaving badly Woo-hoo. on My Talk 1071. Loving you Hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Colleen Lindstrom. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I am a strong woman being womany on this beautiful Valentine's Day. I hear you roaring. Thank you. It's been too long since we haven't been heard. So, That's I don't right. know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm actually terrible. Bradley, but Colleen could not oh. come to the phone right now. She was uh, having a sneeze alert. I was working on a sneeze there. Never came out, though. Come. No. Well, so. if it does, no worries. We're Watch here out. for you. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming <laughs> live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Hi. Bradley Trainer. <laughs> That's me. Doing. For you. I'm doing the womany things and he's doing the manny things and we're talking about celebrities behaving badly. They are D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I'm gonna be a D bag to a D bag today. Oh, fun. Her name is Jillian Michaels. Whoa. So most recently, we went after Al Roker for going after Jillian Michaels because she was all, keto is dumb. And then he was all like, if you want to see dumb, look in the mirror, Jillian Michaels. He got real personal with her Mm -hmm. because he was real defensive of keto, obviously, Mm -hmm. because for him, keto uh, has led to significant weight loss, which he feels proud of. That's great, which is wonderful. Jillian Michaels was like, whoa. Wasn't really a personal, you know attack on Al Roker, but I see that he saw it as such. Yes. So we kind of took Al Roker to task. 
you could say we invited him to the White House. <laughs> and then uh, and then, you can Google it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now, however, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm Al Roker. Oh, do you? Are you going to tell us the be... weather? Oh. <laughs> no, or like, do you feel, feel like, like, are you feeling rumbly in your tummy? Yes. <laughs> okay, don't take the gamble. No, I feel like very defensive because of something Jillian Michaels said. Mm. And it's what she said about, not keto, but another hot hot topic. Oh, Wendy Williams, day 56. Um, where is she? No, the topic is CrossFit. Oh, so Bradley, Jillian... something very close to your heart. And my... Body. Muscles. Bye. Here's a headline for you. Why Jillian Michaels doesn't think you should do CrossFit. <laughs> so, and you actually brought this to my attention the other day that Jillian Michaels has issues with CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, good for you. I mean, <laughs> welcome to the club. I mean, get in line. Ooh, ooh, too bad. Anyway, then I was like, what is she saying? She's saying two very specific things about CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Here's what she said. Well, first of all, can you explain? Because there may be a few people in the audience who are like, I don't know what this CrossFit oh, is. Please. Is that, if you is have that anyone, a craft? If, if you have anyone in or near your life, you know exactly what CrossFit is because they have told you all about it. You know what wads are mm-hmm. and you know what burpees are and you know Burfs. what bitching is mm-hmm. because you've heard them bitch about their wads and their burpees and their bar over box jumps. But for the, you know, outlier who maybe doesn't have a a, a workout, it's a type of workout, you know, like Pilates, like step aerobics, Aikido. No, I don't know. I'm just saying it's like a form of working. out. Um, She has two very specific issues with CrossFit. One is and I I don't want to debate everything, but the first issue is she's like, you've got what, maybe 20 to 25 movements that don't really vary. Are you doing them over and over again? Well, um, that's not good. Okay, so she says maybe there's not enough movements for her liking. Mm-hmm. I have an argument against that. I'm not going to bore you with why I think there's a legitimate case to be made in, to the contrary. But fine, that's her issue. And then her second issue is something called kipping. Do you know what kipping is? I believe I do. What's kipping? Well, I isn't kipping like, is that like when you're doing like a pull-up type thing on the bar? Yeah. Yeah. So it basically, if you saw, if you've never, uh, if you've just seen people do traditional pull-ups, you know, bar, mm-hmm. pull yourself up. Woo! Yeah. Chin over the bar, right? Yep. There's something called kipping pull-ups, which allow you to do a lot of pull-ups quickly. Mm-hmm. And it is not a traditional pull-up. It is a different. It almost looks like a cycle. It, like, that's yeah, it looks how like you... I, when I view it, it looks like, yeah, it yeah. looks like a toy. You, It makes you people look like a toy. I think that was helpful. No, I'm just saying that's what it, from a viewer's standpoint, it keeps moving. It's a way to cycle through a movement, and it requires a very specific uh, form, Mm -hmm. or you can get hurt. And she says, kipping, she's like, I don't know about you, but from where I come from, or where I come from, kipping is just cheating. So she basically says, this thing that CrossFit people do is cheating. How'd that feel for you? I mean, it's dumb because it's not true. What she's saying has a hint of truth to it, mm-hmm. which is she says, like, if you have bad form, it can hurt you. But that's true of anything. I was going to say, I got news for you, honey. If you're doing anything, uh, running can yes. really hurt your body if you yes. don't do it correctly. Yes. 
riding a stationary bicycle can lead to some serious injuries over mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. if you're not doing it correctly. Eating a full pizza all at once? That is not really painful or hurtful. No, actually, it feels it good. It feels very good. <laughs> now, it may lead to some digestive issues. Mm-hmm. However, uh, to me, I was like, why is she like... Is her thing just to get under people's skin to get attention? Is that why? Because to me, she's like taking a thinly, she's just taking like a little bit of something and going, well, this is dumb. You know, here's how, this is my take on Jillian Michaels. Um, Jillian Michaels is a brand, right? Yeah. And if you're keto or you're CrossFit or you're, I don't know, fill in the blank, doesn't fit into her brand and it doesn't help her push whatever it is she's pushing today, then it's she's going to go after it. And people are going to ask her about it because she's perceived to be a fitness expert. Yeah. Right? Like any other fitness expert. And here's the other thing with experts, with nutrition experts, with fitness experts, you can find an expert to get behind whatever it is you are wanting to promote or to be down on whatever it is you want them to be down on. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So you could get you could find another expert to say, no, CrossFit's the best. Actually, it's probably one of the best forms of exercise. It's the most efficient, blah, blah, blah. If it helped them push whatever they're pushing. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's dumb. I agree with you. And what Jillian Michaels is doing is dumb because if you are actually talent and let me just say this when it comes to cheating jillian michaels should be real careful you guys he's standing up that means he's got stuff to say (laughs) because i'm sore from my crossfit okay i'm kipping uh no let me tell you something okay go here you go if you want to talk about cheating Mm -hmm. let's talk about cheating biggest loser shall we do you think they were employing uh totally safe completely healthy and very rigorous experiences to get those people to lose all that weight on that show. Well, I think the experiences were rigorous, but not yes. the way that they wanted them yeah. to be. Yeah, so I just feel like he who has no stones should cast them not. To the people with the houses in that the are glass. the glass. Yeah, so basically <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> I ain't got time for this. Get off my workout. Because this is, here's what's harmful. Because then I got to deal with people bitching at me like, isn't CrossFit unsafe? And I'm like, look, life is unsafe. Mm -hmm. If you endeavor to, if you want to do CrossFit and you want to be safe, you can. If, you know, you, because people talk to somebody, they're like, my uncle broke his face doing some CrossFit. I Mm -hmm. have heard it's dangerous. I got news for you. Everything is dangerous. But you probably know a lot so of people she who didn't break things their face. like that. It's like, girl, you're just perpetuating a myth or a stereotype. And I got news for you. You know, I, I, if I were her and I were a health professional and I were trying to have a brand and make money and, and uh, advise people, I would be like, you know what? If that's something that you want to learn more about, here's a healthy, safe way to do it. Mm-hmm. That se- to me seems responsible versus... Um, Just like outright canceling it altogether. I'm with you, Bradley. I am done. I'm going to go do some wads. Okay. You know Mm. what? You take your wads in the other room because I don't know if I want them in here with me. Um, And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh my God. Did I take the whole segment? No, but I'm glad. No, I'm glad that you did because um, I I felt like you needed to exercise that. Literally. Literally. And um, I'm glad you had your moment. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Do you feel good? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we need some we need some people who are really good at answering seemingly impossible questions posed by a nine-year-old. That nine-year-old is my son, Keller, and uh, he asks me questions that on the surface seem not so hard to answer. But when okay. you are actually tasked with answering them, they're not as easy as they look. Answer Keller's question. We need three people to give their best shot at it. Bradley will have the actual answer to Keller's question after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107. We need three people who uh, think they're pretty good at at answering difficult questions posed by a nine-year-old. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, 651-641-1071. Do you have practice answering difficult questions from a precocious nine-year-old like my son Keller? He asks really difficult questions. I tweet about them. I use the hashtag Keller Live, and then we do a whole segment on them. It's called Answer Keller's Question. Any questions? Can I ask you something? I have a question. I have very important question for you. It's time to answer Keller's question. I have questions. So my nine-year-old Keller, uh, he's the one that always asks the difficult questions. And so I bring them here to the Colleen and Bradley show. We line up three callers who think that they can answer them quickly on the fly because it's not as easy as you think. He just comes at you when you least expect it with a really difficult question. Uh, it sounds easy, but then when you start to try to make words to try to answer it, and you're in the middle of, you know, I don't know, loading the dishwasher, making dinner, uh, washing the floor mm-hmm. or a toilet or something, it's mm-hmm. not as easy as you think. So we're going to uh, put three listeners to the test with one of Keller's actual questions. And Bradley Trainer is over here with the actual answer to Keller's actual question. Indeed. So let's get right to it. Uh, Karen is on the line. Hello, Karen. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Now, are you pretty good at answering uh, the questions of a precocious nine-year-old? Well, I have five kids, so I hope so. Okay, well, I hope so, too. Uh, Because (laughs) I'll tell you, nine times out of ten, I'm out of my depth with this kid. Here is (laughs) Keller's question today. I have questions for you. Do some people land in the street when they skydive? Do some people land in the street when they skydive, Karen? No, not usually, because they try to pinpoint where they're supposed to land when they go up in the air. Uh-huh. Okay, Karen. Mm, that sounds like a good Thank answer. you. I believed every word of that. Yeah, it seemed legit, right? Yes. I'm See, I'm finding 90% of it is just sounding confident in your answer. Uh, let's go to Christina. Hello, Christina. We are answering my nine-year-old Keller's question today. Uh, are you pretty good at answering kids' questions? Um, I don't have any kids of my own, but I have lots of nieces and nephews. So. Okay, so you've got a little practice. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so here is Keller's question today. I have questions for you. Do some people land in the street when they skydive? Do some people land in the street when they skydive, Christina? Mm. Sometimes they can if they're, I, I agree, they usually don't, but I would say sometimes they can if their calculations are wrong on where they want to land. Uh, Christina, thank you. Mm, okay. Yes, yeah. thank you. This is very thoughtful. Uh, see, what I appreciate is that Christina did leave room for possibility. Like 100% of the time, 
they don't land necessarily in the open field. They could miscalculate, you know? I appreciate that. Okay, let's go to Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Well, hi. How are you guys today? Really good. Good. How are you? good. Very uh, good. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to both of you. And you to you as well, Carrie. Uh, now, I happen to know that you are pretty good at answering nine-year-olds' questions. Because, I try. Because you've tried your hand at this before. But, Carrie, here is my son Keller's question today. I have questions for you. Do some people land in the street when they skydive? Carrie, do some people land in the street when they skydive? Well, I would say yes, some people do. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. But not the good one. Ah, okay. I like and it that. all depends on all depends on the weather. You know, if the weather's blowing them off directions and stuff like that. And uh, usually, they do not plan to land in the street. Unless maybe it's a parade or something. They've done that. This is true. Thank you, Carrie. That was a very good answer. It was well thought out. I always find that the third person has some time to think about it. Yeah. Okay. Bradley Trainer, mm. you are here with I the am real skydive expert. He's got the real answer to Keller's actual question. Here it is, one more time. Okay. I have questions for you. Do some people land in the street when they skydive? That's a great question. Yes. Oh, okay. Theoretically, because you know why? Why? So I was reading about um, skydivers and what they can do. Um, they say that at any rate, this just is going to sound completely legit. Um, at any rate, quote, we use the controls of our Ram air canopies to guide us down. Then we complete a flare to slow and soften before the landing. We usually land within a scant few meters of a target or directly on top of it. Quite literally landing on a dime, oh. which means if they want to land in a street, they can land in a street. If they don't want to land on a street, they don't got to land on a street. I mean, that is, see, here's the thing. Thank you, Bradley, because you used some, like, actual words in there that yeah, I did not Ram have. canopies. I didn't have that at my disposal, you know, at the moment that Keller launched that question at me. Right? So I think my question was something, because I get caught up in this with the answering of Keller's questions. I don't want to accidentally lie to him. Do some people land in the street when they skydive? Probably some people do. I don't know why. Yeah. I bet, I, also, they, I bet they land on all kinds of things. I also looked, uh, and it seems like in most cases, uh, it's pretty illegal to just land on a road. So. It seems like it would be unsafe. Um, but I didn't realize this, that they actually use something called radial optic flow pattern to, quote, zone in on the exact spot we've chosen to land uh, while keeping our heads on a swivel for other jumpers and non-jumper air traffic. So basically what they're saying is you'll do a portion of your jump as a free fall. And then once they get their parachutes out, then they do this like canopy radial optical flow patterny thing. I think that just means they use their eyes to see where the air is going to take them. But that's fancy. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to skydive? Zero. Right? Never. Z to the row. Never, ever, ever. I don't care if you told me you will be fine. No. No. It's the same. You know what else I won't do? What? 
just I will leave this planet never having done scuba diving. No, I I would totally scuba dive. In fact, I would love to, but the problem is my partner doesn't want to do that, and I'm not doing it alone. Okay, so that's not the answer. Snorkeling is all I'm going to ever be able to do. I think. Okay. Um. No. Uh, you will leave this jumping. earth. Oh yes, without bungee jumping. I'd Zero rather chance. skydive than bungee jump. Would you skydive, Halls? Yeah. Oh, no. oh God! I no. would. No, if it no. was a tandem experience, I would. Well, it has to be. I, I would think throw for the first you out jumps. of the plane. Like if you wanted me to be the one that was like, Pew! I don't even want the door do open. That. I don't want to be up there with any door open. I can't even be in that. I would do that plane. if you strapped me to nope. the floor and then open the door and I could be like, Wah! no. I would do that, but <laughs> no. there's no chance I'm going out of that plane. I think I just almost threw up thinking about that. Yeah. Seriously. That is because even when they're no. like, oh, it's totally safe. I don't care. I've seen enough things. People losing legs, getting caught up. And, you know, they're always like, and there was a moment where we didn't know if the parachute was going to deploy. Look, my life is not worth it unless it's World War Two and I'm being dropped behind enemy lines in Belgium. Yeah. There is no need for me to parachute anywhere. Right. And that's not happening. for yeah. you. Like, I am not a risk taker when it comes to that. No. I mean, I will leave a turkey breast out on the kitchen counter all day and eat it. This is the kind of risk Bradley but, is accustomed to. But <laughs> he'll throwing eat his myself, shrimp that's been sitting out all day. I did. My room temperature shrimp. <laughs> Can't even. I will do that before I will, you know, throw myself out of a tin well, can because, like, 30,000 feet in the air. What's the worst thing that can happen? Death? if you No. If you eat uh, an old oh, turkey breast, you might the get trots. the trots. And you'll just be kind of, you know. Well, you could die from that, too. Well, yeah, but like dehydration. Probably not, you know, as easily as you could if you just fell from the airplane. Let's just say I'm perfectly comfortable with certain risks. Bungee jumping. No. uh, Because I used to, you know, I have done that thing in my head where I go, oh, is this something I want? Because, you know, it's one of those things people are like, it's on my bucket list. Okay. Is that on my? No. That's nope, not on not my bucket all. list. Not at all. I have come to the conclusion nope. I never need to and do I that. And I think it's okay to have some fears that you just don't ever try to overcome. Yep. I'm good with it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you may have noticed it's Valentine's Day. and We want to give you the opportunity to really express and celebrate the real love you feel for your significant other. So we want you to tell us... What romantic thing your significant other does, but don't make it Hallmark. Make it real. After, Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433. And you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.